This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 3, Episode 2, The Zaxos. All right. Let's start it off with a couple announcements. One big announcement. If you haven't already noticed on any of our social media or our website, there's character art for this season. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, Lillian Dermeyer has uh, really knocked it out of the park with these four characters. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, go check it out. You can see it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our website, EssentialNPCs.com. I tried to put it everywhere. Because <laughs> uh, if, if there's one season for there to be character art, it would be this one just because the, uh, you know, the alien races are very unique and you know, it helps the, helps the mind's eye. <laughs> and uh, our second announcement is for all of you folks who um, are new to our podcast. We do have a Patreon page um, and it helps us bring content to you and other things like beautiful character art. Yeah. So if you love us and we entertain you and you want to support us, uh, go to our Patreon page and pledge. Every dollar pledged helps us out. A great deal. Uh, but that's it for announcements. So let's move on into Words with the GM. Hi. Those of you unfamiliar with uh, the podcast... Words with the GM is a segment that we do every episode where we talk about the previous episode, both from a player's perspective, in this case, my own, and from the game master's perspective, in this case, Addie. Uh, and we talk a bit about what happened in the last episode that was fun, as well as uh, hopefully giving you a little bit of a peek behind the game master screen so you can kind of maybe pick up a couple tips here and there uh, for those of you looking at running your own games. So... This is Words with the GM about Series 3, Episode 1, Pixis Diverted. So, Cozy Loon Go a Home World. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cozies are um, one of my favorite species, also one of the ones that I had the least developed. So, even though this is a world that I developed, um, I, I was comfortable setting us down here because you guys couldn't mess up my world because I didn't have <laughs> enough established about that. Right. So, you know, if we, if we came <laughs> up with something about Kozaloon Goa, it could actually just become something that is true about Kozaloon Goa. Yeah. And everything that I came up with on the fly and you guys helped me create, I love. So that's definitely something that's going to stick in this universe. Another race that we ran into uh, last episode, um, besides the like ones that the characters are playing, um, is uh, there's two. And that is uh, uh, the Carmani and the Daisy Podita. Uh, the Carmani, um, uh, there's one Carmani. I don't even think he's specified as a Carmani, but uh, Major Manatep, uh, Dorovin's XO, um, is a Carmani, which is like a, a frog-like humanoid, right? Yeah. You can call them humanoid, sure. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like a semi-amphibious species. They don't really resemble frogs, but I think that's probably the most analogous creature on on uh, earth so <laughs> picture like giant frog people which is fine <laughs> <laughs> 
And then and then uh, the Daisy Podita, which was uh, uh, there was Mabel, and I love Mabel. She's so cute. I love Mabel, and she I had dis- I had she was the only NPC that I created before this podcast actually started. Oh yeah. Um, because Steve has this uh, ability that's like as long as he can explain how he got somewhere and was not seen, then he can appear basically anywhere. And that's like one of his like special character traits and I thought it would be funny if he had like this the stalker <laughs> <laughs> on the ship who was always watching him. Um, and so that's where Mabel came from. Of course the Daisy Podita or Daisies as they're known are um one of my favorite races, they don't really feature heavily, again, in in my established world, but they are um, sort of like Caterpies yeah. from Pokemon. <laughs> That's exactly how I um, <laughs> But like yellow um, and like definitely like very segmented um, with like a million little tiny feet. Um, and they're only about like a foot and a half long. Uh, they've also got a little bit of that like caterpillar from Mario that, you know, you like jump on, it turns red, and then you have to jump on it again. Anyway, um, so they're kind of like that, but teeny. And uh, they're really interesting because they are caterpillars until they reach like 35. And then they have to go to their home world to enter their chrysalis stage so they can come out as like bird griffin people. Of course, <laughs> that's just rumored because no one's allowed on their home world and no one knows. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love them. They're so cute. Yeah. Well, I definitely love Mabel a lot. <laughs> She's hilarious. Thank you. And doesn't really get much interaction with Dorvin, but I like her interaction with all the other characters. <laughs> um, another, uh, uh, thing I noticed about the last episode, um, was that you can definitely see the growing pains of, uh, of us kind of like learning this system, uh, due to this being a short series, uh, that's only 10 episodes long. We didn't really have a, a lot of time to prep the system and like, you know, play test it a couple times beforehand and like that. We just kind of like jumped into it and went with it. And I think in like that episode in this upcoming episode, you can kind of like hear that a little bit. Uh, it's that whole aspect of the narrative driven, uh, nature of this system where, uh, like, if the players roll a full success, they get to narrate what happens, and that's what happens. Um, you can definitely hear a lot of, like, uh, both the players expecting you to do more, like, you to, like, uh, take control of what happens, um, and you trying to, like, gently prod us and be like, all right, so, you know, say stuff, because whatever <laughs> you say is what happens. You you guys need to narrate this. This is, you know, this is as much your story as it is mine. Yeah, I was the GM in Uncharted Worlds is very much the facilitator instead of like being the hand of God. It's almost like the um, the map of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also it was coming off of Shadowrun, which is very much <laughs> like, OK, I rolled what happens. Yeah. yeah. O- OK, I I'm going to tell you if I want to do this. You tell me if I can. Um, whereas an, Uncharted Worlds is very much the opposite, where it's like, I'm going to do this. You tell me if I can't. Yeah, and I, I like uh, you can hear um, all of us coming to grips with how much power we had as players <laughs> in this game. That like it's like wait, wait, you mean like I can just say I found the thing I was looking for? <laughs> um, so uh, that's something to keep in mind as you're listening to these first couple episodes. You can kind of see us learning the system as it goes. I, th- I think uh, near the end of this upcoming episode, we start start to really fall into stride and be like, okay, you said we succeed. Now we can do a thing. 
But we'll talk more about that later as the series progresses. There was one other thing I wanted to touch on in this little words with the GM, and that is um, that uh, because of the circumstances of the podcast, the way you guys level is 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 much more rapid than most people. And so I thought we would talk about how uh, we leveling actually works and then explain why it's different for us on the podcast. Yeah, you get a little bit of that when you're listening to the first episode. and It's going to become something that's a little more prominent throughout all these other episodes, which is the leveling mechanic in this system is you choose a career, which is kind of like a class in other systems. Um, each career has a certain amount of like special abilities you can uh, gain from it. Uh, you choose a career that you want to progress in, and uh, then you're given a list of, uh, of optional uh, triggers for how you can gain XP in that career. And uh, so each player has a trigger that they chose for their specific career path that they're trying to progress down. And uh, when anyone at the table triggers one of these uh, experience boons, everyone gets to mark a little bit of XP. And then once you've gained enough XP, you get to level up. And then you have to choose a new trigger either in the same career path that you're going down, or if you want to like dip into another career path, you choose a different career path. Um, so both in episode one and this upcoming episode, uh, episode two, the current triggers are a piece of tech is improved, a relationship changes drastically, a system is pushed to the limit, and a piloting maneuver causes a reversal. So if any one of those four things happens in a session, we all get to mark XP and there is much rejoicing. (laughs) But these triggers only get to happen once a session, which is what you were referring to. Yeah. So uh, typically when you would run this game, it would be about four hours, maybe three hours in a session. Um, And our sessions run about an hour. Uh, So the leveling mechanic, which is one of these things can happen per session, uh, we are basically going at three or four times the rate um, that a a normal party would upgrade as. And you guys were also very cognizant of how you can make (laughs) your your, like leveling points happen. Yeah, well, it's cool. It's it's another it it plays right into the narrative nature of the system. Uh, uh, It gives you this kind of thing that you're trying to guide the story towards. And everyone is trying to guide it towards that, because if it happens, then everybody's rewarded. Everyone's rewarded. So, uh, yeah, it's something to keep an ear out for as you listen to all the following episodes. And as these change, we will let you, the listener, know uh, what they are so you can know what to listen for. But I think that's enough talking ahead of this episode. That was very uh, robust words with the GM. (laughs) So uh, let's move on forward and listen to Series 3, Episode 2, The Zaxos. Enjoy. I am Captain Andalith Dorovan. Approximately 10 years ago, I was given command of the GBC patrol clipper designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason and therefore should be respected and observed. However, a good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant should the situation arise. 
Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that. Hi, Lieutenant Nashikali Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis. I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision. Prison or go to the academy. Me. Captain Dorvin saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since. Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Grown up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiv or be shivved world there. Only way to survive is be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the Seoul military. Train me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a Black Ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer. Most of the time. Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the Marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusted me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what I do on this ship. Uh, my name is Major Araman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left Maba on my Fora homeworld on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space, there's a burning star of love for Araman Tudge. Previously on Uncharted Worlds. The crew of the Pixis picked up their uh, replacement science crew and headed back to the Rakesa sector. As soon as they arrived in the sector, they were instructed that a new scientific research opportunity had opened up and had to be seized immediately. And they were the closest ship in the galaxy. uh, And their orders were to take advantage of that forthwith. They slightly modified their ship to get there as fast as possible. And uh, in so doing, met a semi-insular race called the Kosilund Goa and arrived on their homeworld to find out that they were a prey species on their world rather than the apex predator and uh, decided after a few run-ins with some dangerous plants and hearing stories of cat monsters and apparently dinosaur apex predators to help the Kozlund Goa uh, and research simultaneously. They built an elevated 
base camp for their scientists and came up with a plan to catch uh, the Zaxos, uh, the monster that uh, routinely hunted the Kozilangoa. What do you do now? Well, I know I'm walking through the forest. Uh, I think I've brought uh, our Kozilangoa emissary friend center with me. Uh, I'm going to try to like assess these trees. I'm looking for a spot with a uh, with a clearing and 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 like a row uh, like a lot of space and like a row of trees on either side, like a like a clearing surrounded by trees, basically. So you are traveling along the forest floor? Uh, mm-hmm. If Herman's down there on the forest floor, I am there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely send Armstrong with him. Yeah, right. So, and I, and I want to, like, take a look, uh, see if anything lives in these trees, how tall they are. Uh, I, I'm trying to learn everything I can, about, and, 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 like, their, their hardness, like, how strong, everything I can learn about these trees is they're integral my plan. Uh, I hail you. This uh, hey, 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 Tudgy. This is Zeremy Tudge. Tudge, Tudgy, um, I need you to also make sure that there's kind of a path or something for me to fly through, because I don't know how low to the ground I'm going to have to be to get this thing to follow me. Oh, okay. You see what I can do. I know it's pretty thick with trees out there. It's kind of a tree planet, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can roll um, assessment with... Expertise. I like expertise. Uh, an eight. Okay, so you uh, find that these trees are in fact um, uninhabited. Most of the cozy trees are hollowed out uh, where they live uh, slash hide, um, and they are all marked with rings around them, uh, like chopped out rings around them, so the cozy know that that's a safe place. Um, the trees that you're looking at, uh, none of them are inhabited. They're also completely whole and alive. And they're huge. They're like redwood trees. That's perfect. Uh, and some of them have spikes on them. I need you to brace for impact. Oh, that is a 12. Oh. <laughs> when I'm wearing my, my hab suit is armored and I have natural armor. I'm just covered in... Shells. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, okay. So uh, you get poked by some of these spikes, Ooh. but they fail to actually pierce your hide. These spikes are going to come in handy, <laughs> actually. Uh, Center, do you mind just a tiny bit of deforestation? Uh, the, um, oh, uh, uh, cutting down trees. <gasps> Why would you cut down a tree? Well, to 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 trap this Zexos. Why wouldn't you just run away from it? Oh well, well we we actually want to learn from the Zexos. But it's it doesn't talk. Well, there's lots of things you can learn not by talking. But why wouldn't you just run away? Well, it's so much safer. I mean, unless you're slow, and then it's not. Well, I am first of all, and and secondly. Sometimes, in the name of science and progress, and I know, I know how crazy this sounds, believe me, I know better than anyone, but sometimes you have to take risks. I don't like it. Okay. 
I, I, I have no intention of putting you in any danger. You, you're more than free to run away at any time. Oh, okay. Um, then I guess so. How many deforests? Uh, I look around at like the ring of trees in this clearing and, and like I point to like 12 of them. These 12 ought to do. Okay. I'll, I'll tell my, I'll tell my men not to run this way. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to start uh, drawing up a schematic for my trap. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Roll face adversity with expertise to see how doable this is. Uh, I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you fail. How do you fail? Um, uh, can so, I perhaps get involved on this one before you just fail? Uh, sure. Steve has a lot of experience <laughs> doing various things. With traps. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Is it uh, expertise as well? Yes. That's a 10. <laughs> so so here, here's my idea. So I draw up a schematic, and it like involves explosives and a lot of materials. That we that I at least hope we have. Um, I think on the first schematic, like the way the explosives were facing, would have caused all the trees to fall outward instead of inward. <laughs> and yeah, quick... so I'm, I'm looking at this schematic and I'm like, uh, uh, Herman, I don't I don't mean to tell you how to do engineering, um, but the explosives are on the wrong side of the tree, huh? Well, you are totally correct. <laughs> <laughs> You are told, do you think now? Now here's here's a real question. Do we have the excess materials to be able to build this? Twelve of these, officially? <laughs> <laughs> no. What about extra officially? This is absolutely doable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to work on this. So the schematic is basically it's a it's a metal foot. A large metal foot that goes around the the back of each tree and sticking up is is a charge, an explosive charge, um, and then two stakes that are rigged to like dig into the ground and a metal band that is like supposed to secure the tree. So the idea is we get the the creature in this clearing, we detonate these charges, the trees fall in and form kind of like a cage, and then the stakes drill in and like prevent the trees from moving. That's that's the idea for the, the like basically 12 explosive bear traps. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so you still have a price to pay. Yes. Would you like me to choose it? Or would you like to choose it? I do believe it has to do with where we're getting these materials from. <laughs> sure. So you go and collect these materials? Yeah. Um, I think, well, we're definitely getting them from the ship. <laughs> they are indeed on the ship, yeah. Herman. Uh, how are we on explosives? Surprisingly good. Okay. Now, now this apparently scrap metal is going to be the problem then. Uh now listen. I'll see if I can trim any fat from the engine I know room. these human ships seem like, you know, poorly engineered, you know, maybe not the most advanced. One thing they got a lot of is extraneous metal. <laughs> <laughs> because out there in the solar system, it helps to have a lot of metal between you and space because everyone will shoot at you. 
So the hull plating might be a little bit thinner when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna trim we're gonna trim some fat from the engine room and the hull plating. Okay. Feel free to use that against us at any point in the future. Sure. <laughs> Captain. Yes, Iota. I would like to bring your attention to the doings of Master Chief and Major Touch. They seem to be harvesting the ship. <laughs> I'm going to need you to repeat that, Iota. <laughs> the senior staff, minus Lieutenant Hasha, seem to be harvesting the ship. What are those two idiots doing to my bird? <laughs> I don't know, but let's go find out. Uh, Major Manatep, you have the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> work faster, Tudgy, work faster. We're on the clock here. <laughs> work as fast as I can. <laughs> Torch. <laughs> Hasha, I think, follows me as we go towards the engine room. Oh my god, those two <laughs> harvesting the ship! Now, Iota, you know, has technical terms for many things. Perhaps Mr. Tudge is... Oh my lord! <laughs> what is going on <laughs> here, Major Tudge? Uh, 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 flips the settling torch off. Well, um, uh, we are working on a project. We're working on the project, the plan. The plan, the trap. I'm going to need you to bring me up to speed on this plan. Oh, yeah, okay. Here, hang on. Let me pull up some schematics. <laughs> no, wait, those are the backwards ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, upload the schematic into, like, a 3D thing, and I rotate it 180 degrees. Like, there you go. You just need a, you know, just a little bit of extra scrap metal is all. And you can put the ship on trees? That's your plan? No, no, no. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> I guess in a roundabout kind of way, if you consider, you know, it's still the ship after I, you know... It's all the ship, Tudge! <laughs> I don't know how the rules work, but is it possible for me to get involved and adjust these schematics using my expertise to... Now that you're looking at them? them? Sure, go ahead. Uh, that would be an 11. Okay. You can uh, choose to turn a partial into a complete success. Or a partial into a failure. I wonder which one I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Touch, I believe you've been a bit short-sighted here. And I start circling mar marks on the schematics and be like, these pieces can be retrofitted from these pieces. And you can cut out, and I start scratching things off, <laughs> all this extraneous material and have the same contraption work in the same way. Don't you agree? I do some calculations. Why is everyone improving on my designs lately? Am I losing my touch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, there's less friction here, that's fine. A little less metal, okay. Probably won't have to rip out the decoupler for this one. You were going to rip out the decoupler?! <laughs> oh, it is my least favorite part of the engine. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to drive a ship if I can't use the engine? Well, no, I could've recoupled it. With what? Oh, I don't know. I would have figured it out. Anyway, we don't well, have to do that anymore. Well, now you don't have to. No. <laughs> Tudgy, I got the explosives at the trap site. What's going on? Oh, uh, nothing. We're just improving on the schematic. <laughs> Armstrong, you feel a tug at your boot. I turn around, uh, look, look down at it. My gun is pointed at it. <laughs> it's Mabel. Oh, hey, Mabel. Didn't see you there. Oh. Um, hi. What are you doing out here, Mabel? Uh, did I mention the cat monsters and carnivorous flora? 
but you shouldn't be out here alone. All right. You you might be in danger. I mean, not the most dangerous situation I've ever been in. <gasps> no? No, uh, but uh, I could send you the official report of the most, but it's all black lines. <laughs> mm. Did you need me to put things at the top of the things for you? Uh, I don't recall, Tudge, what's on these schematics. Um. Does anything go at the top of these trees? Well, I, I suppose, you know, if, uh, sure, I, I, inve- I quickly invent an extraneous <laughs> and useless part that would need, require Mabel's help. It's like, you and Mabel will both need to get to work on this, on, on tying, uh, definitely we're going to need a, a fuse, Going from the top of the tree to the to the bottom of the tree, and and you should cooperate on this. Cooperation is key. <laughs> All right, Tudge. <laughs> yeah, Mabel. Apparently, I did not think there was based on the schematics I had seen earlier, but uh, yeah, they got improved. Apparently, uh, yeah, I could use your help placing this fuse at the top of the tree. Um. Okay. Are you gonna climb up with me? It seems dangerous to leave you alone. We could be up at the top of the tree together. Mabel is right. That would be very romantic. I mean, advantageous. <laughs> I'm going to leave you three or four to it. <laughs> I walk out of the engine room. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess if you think you need an extra set of hands up there. Well, I have lots of hands. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a no? No, no, no. That's, I mean, I get, but they're short hands. It's a little short. All right. I will climb this. I will free climb this redwood now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you a little while, but you have the expertise for it. I turn off my comm and I say to Tudge, good setup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've read every trick in the book. <laughs> in all the books. Every book. <laughs> uh, so you finish harvesting the... Uh, what you need uh, from the engine room, what do you do? I'm going to, like, get on the pulley, like, the little elevator up to the science thing, to the science tent, and I'm going to give those uh, schematics out, and I'm going to, like, try to, like, get people to help me build these. Okay, sure. Uh, so the scientists are busy sciencing. <laughs> oh, as usual. And uh, so they actually don't have a lot of free... Basically, at the top of the tree, there's a little bit of, you know, dangerous flora that that they want to figure out a way to undangerous. Oh, sure. Um, I'm like, well, that that seems also important. I guess I'll just I'll go to the workshop and I will work very fast. And that's what I do. Okay. Um, Major Tudge, I can give you a hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you you took some engineering classes. Yes, so you you held my hand through them, but <laughs> oh well. But I learned a thing or two, and at least I can assist you. All right. Well, uh, here's an arc welder. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where to use it. <laughs> so, are you planning on using the entire ship as on the circuit of uh, catching this? Um, it kind of depends on how or low to the shuttle. ground. I was, I was thinking either the shuttle or the motorcycle. Basically, you can't move the ship until you move it for, like, realsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could run a practice circuit. Uh, with the with, with either the shuttle, the shuttle or okay. the motorcycle. Okay. I, I'd probably use the shuttle, yeah, to run a practice circuit. Just, like, kind of, all right, I'm going to guide him this way. It kind of depends on wherever it pops up again. Am I still tracking it and watching it where it's going? Yeah. Can I do that real quick again? Sure. 
Uh, so that's a four? It looks like it's in the same exact spot. Oh, wow. Not so fast this time around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, show goes down to where the shuttle is and uh, opens up the port and uh, alerts the captain. Yes, uh, let me know if anything uh, uh, interesting happens along the way. Uh, try to get a lay of the land, um, see if there's there's anything unexpected since our scanner wasn't working, <laughs> working earlier. Oh, yeah, that scanner was terrible. Hey, hey, okay, Captain, you got it. Um, and so I take the shuttle out and I do another quick scan to fi- and find the best path. Okay, sure. Roll um, assessment with interface. Uh, it's with the ship, right? Yeah. So that's the snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> looks, everything looks fine here. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I fly I'm flying around the perimeter and the basic sort of path. I'm basically trying to find like it's there's never going to be something that's straight through, but like something that I can kind of like dip and dodge and go through uh, and end up at the location. Sure. So you can go ahead and roll piloting for that. So that's nine. Okay, sure. So you um, manage to find a path, but uh, there is an issue. What's the issue? I can get almost all the way there, uh, but there's like um, just like a, a in the only ingress to the to the point where we're trying to trap it. There's like a giant boulder that's been split in half. So there aren't any trees, but like unless I want to just go up and possibly lose the predator, I have to uh, turn the ship in a way that would be very uncomfortable and not necessarily the direction it needs to be on a gravity <laughs> planet. <laughs> so you have to turn it sideways. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I can do it for sure, um, but I just call up the captain and be like, um, Captain, I might need Tudge back here for just a moment to make some alterations. Is that okay? Alterations to? Uh, alterations to the engine, the capacity of speed, and um, actually uh, maybe mess with the gravity a little bit too to make this a bit easier. Right. Um, I can finish this up for you, uh, Tudge, if you want to start working on the... Uh, on the engine? Yeah, definitely uh, just go ahead and add some, some nails that can dig into the tree. I don't want this coming loose from the from the trunk. I don't think any of us want that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Touch. Uh, uh, Hasha? Hey, hey, Touch. Hey, um, so I'm going to have to figure out how to turn the ship sideways without blowing one of the directional uh, um, engine thingies. Oh, um, why? <laughs> oh, look, I it, I uh, have a like a thing, like a map kind of setup. Can I send that to him? Yep. Uh, I send I send you a basic map of what I'm trying to do and say, okay, so I have to go in through here, otherwise it's gonna take too long to actually get to the trap. Okay, but right, right. you see this big old boulder thing here? Yeah, and we, that's definitely the direction that we wanted to lead it in from. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> Kind of a problem. So uh, I can almost do it. I'm just a little worried about blowing something in the engine room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would definitely need to... Uh, this is actually something a decoupler would be really great for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, bud. If we, well, no, yeah, I'm sure if we could uh, decouple each engine individually, maybe uh, 
isolate the bottom thrusters. We could get you sideways for a certain period of time. I might have to install a tertiary thruster on the top. Of it one just of has to be for a couple of seconds, Tudge. Uh, okay. Uh, that, yeah, uh, I can see what I can do. <laughs> can I patch up? Yeah. With my upgrade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven. Great. Either you have to um, break down one of the um, tree doodads. Okay. Or um, you have to um, uh, lower the top speed of the shuttle. Uh, I actually, can I offer a third alternative? You can offer. Uh, if, uh, if we can get, um, if we can get the predator just to that folder, you can actually take a, just go straight up and the, we can maybe get the cozy Lungoa. They really like running away. Maybe we can get them positioned at that boulder and use them as, for lack of a better term, live bait. I thought that's what the whole thing we were trying to avoid was using them as bait in the first place. Uh, that's true, but I think this is a safer alternative because we're actually going to stop the, the thing. Before it gets to the Costa Lingoga. Yeah, because either that or, or you're going to go slower or um, our trap's going to be less effective. I mean, if you can guarantee it'll work, I guess. There's no guarantees in my line of work, but... <laughs> I think that might be our best option. If we if we get it close, it just needs a we just need to give it a reason to keep going. And all right, I guess uh, let's get in contact with uh, with Center and see if he if his men are up to it. Well, they they've offered I guess to run true. away. <laughs> that's all I need them to do. <laughs> you got it, Tudgy. At this point, Steve, you have reached the top of the tree. It's a tall tree, Mabel. You did such a good job. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you did a great job. Hey, Center. Oh, I'm not Center. Oh, great. Who are you? Ralph. Hey, Ralph. You live up in this tree? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I thought, uh, wait, did we climb up the wrong tree, Mabel? No. Great, 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 great. Uh, this is the tree where I, I live, but I was told that I should leave. You heard right, Ralph. You <laughs> um, heard right. But I was supposed to stay because you need me and my 12 kids to help. Uh... Listen, I have been filled in on the whole plan, but if you and your 12 kids are supposed to help, I guess you're supposed to help. <laughs> well, you need you needed you needed me and my my uh mate uh to 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 stay on a ship or or something and then my kids you needed them to run away, which they've just, you know, become of age where they can jump far enough to run away so we thought that we would do that but i i don't rightly know all right center stopped by and so we all right ralph here's what we're gonna do you go wherever they told you to go to help you take your kids with you and i'll handle the part where your kids are live bait sound good uh so we should go to your 
metal house? Yeah, you go to the metal house. Okay. And you tell you tell them Steve Steve's got it handled. Everything's gonna be fine. Okay. Uh, so just so you know, don't climb down this side of the tree. The vines are following you. Climb down the other side. You know, I think I might just stay here. (laughs) Uh, if you stay here for too long, the vines will just catch up with you. Great. This seems like a wonderful place to live. I like it. Thanks. All right. You have a nice day, Ralph and Ralph's family. (laughs) Come on, kids. (laughs) They jump away. Bye. I think maybe we should leave. Yeah, that seems like the, the right move, Mabel. Uh, <laughs> let's plant this fuse. Hey, Tudgy. Uh, yeah? Uh, you need these fuses on every tree? What fuse? Oh, uh, no, just the one. I mean, wait, how are you and Mabel getting along? <laughs> Tudgy? Uh, yeah? I'm being chased by carnivorous vines. <laughs> I'm about to be live bait for a giant monster. One of my guys is dead because a plant ate him. <laughs> Did you send me up this tree for nothing? I can make do with one fuse. <laughs> <laughs> Touch, how are they getting along? Uh, uh, I, I think it's going well. Oh, God. I told you this was good. So. All right, Touchy. This better fucking work. <laughs> Let's go down the other side of the tree, Mabel. So I was thinking if we went out on this branch and then I spun some um, web, then you could climb down it. That sounds much better than trying to climb down a tree. Okay, don't look. (laughs) I look down at the vines that are apparently following me. Uh, Yeah, so she it takes her little to no time to create a web-ish type substance that you can climb down. All right. I start fast roping down the web, down the redwood. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mabel. That was a hell of a lot better than trying to climb down one of those suckers. Um, you're welcome. It was nothing. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, Mabel? You see a cat monster? (laughs) Where? Can I, can I ride on your back? Yeah, that's probably for the best. Everything on the ground is apparently murderous. <laughs> she climbs on their back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now keep an eye out for plant monsters, Mabel. Well, no, sorry. Cat monsters, carnivorous plants. Also, if you see a giant dinosaur, holler. <laughs> gotcha. Great. You're soft. <laughs> so are you, Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you say? What do you say? He said she's soft. Todd, oh! are you still on the line? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> cutting off comms noise. Not actually cutting off the comm, though. <laughs> All right. I'm going to y'all signal me when it's time to do my thing. And I cut off the comms. <laughs> I think Tudge is going to look for... Center, if there's been some misunderstanding, Tudge would like the military to act. You know, the people Center said are like trained as fodder uh, to act as like the diversion team to lure the Zaxos into the trap. I guess you could radio him, yeah, if you want to. I do that. Okay. Hello? Hey, is this Center? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Well, you you very you've gotten the hang of the comms. G- good job. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, if you have a spare unit of uh, military cozy lingoa, we have a job for you. You need more than Ralph's family. Um, are they trained in running away? We all are. Do you think they can run away from the Zaxos? At least a couple of them will live. Is there a team that could give me better odds than that? No, probably not. I don't know. They might all die. Oh, wow. Hey, Hasha. I think we're going to have to try the impossible thing. I mean, the less possible thing. (laughs) Oh, what's that? Uh... Yeah, you're going to have to make a very difficult maneuver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can probably do it. I mean, what do you want? Um, Senator, call, call off the, uh, tell Ralph and his family they don't need to do anything. They should be coming to you really soon. Oh, okay. I'll tell them to run away and find a new house, I guess. Judge, what are you talking about? Um, you're just going to have to make the turn. Make the... The flip? Just just do it. Just I thought you said it was going to be too slow. Well, yeah, if I if I were going to mess with your engines, but you're not. I don't think I can do it without compromising your speed or the trap. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, no, it should be fine. It'll be fine. No, I'm not worried at all. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh. So, I, uh, show does a, another quick scan. It's like, all right, are we all ready for this? <laughs> Where's uh, Major Armstrong at? Out here in the clearing, boss. I'm here too. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, you may want to uh, retreat from the clearing. We're going to make our move. Uh, well, I was under the impression you needed some monkeys as bait. And they were chilling monkeys, so I told them I'd be the bait. Uh, oh, wait, that works. You think that's that's all right? You think that's gonna work out? Just one Armstrong for him to chase after? Hey, and me. <laughs> right, Mabel. Wait, you're still out there? Yeah. Mabel, you should maybe get back to the ship. Oh, but plants will eat me. Major Armstrong, why don't you just find another tree to... I, 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 I can do it. I can do it. You want me to climb <laughs> another tree? <laughs> well, isn't that what they said to, to keep you safe? You want me to climb another... <laughs> <laughs> no, Major Armstrong, I believe um, uh, you can stay there in the clearing. We still need to set up the traps, and then you can return to the ship with the rest of us if uh, Lieutenant Harsha... You are confident you can make the requisite maneuver to uh, lead this beast into the trap? Oh, I'm confident, Captain. Yep, real confident. No problem at all. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Totally fine. Uh, so I'll wait out here, help you assemble the traps. Let me take, it to sh- take a look at the shuttle uh, before you head out there, Hasha. You got it, Steve. I head over to Steve. All right. So uh, when, you, when, you, when they train you in Seoul military, mm-hmm. you learn to do everything. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was drunk through all of pilot school. <laughs> I mean, so was I, so... But like I was telling Tudgy earlier, there's a lot of bits on human shifts that are really just to make sure no one shoots you to death when you go to the corner store for milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's your point? 
Let me take a look at this shuttle, see if maybe there's some bits of it I can strip off. Shed some weight. We're in Atmo. You don't exactly need anything to be airtight at this point. Okay, Steve, if you think that's the best idea, does that mean that we're not going to be able to take the shuttle back with us, though? Or Nah, nah, it just means we'll need to make some repairs before you take it out in space. Oh, okay, okay, sure, that should be fine. So, uh, what would I roll to, uh, see if I can strip down any bits of this, this shuttle and make it, uh, more maneuverable? Roll patch-up, I guess. <laughs> Alright, let me take a look at this sucker. That's a tan. Why is everybody better at me in my thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can perform a single technical procedure. All right, yeah. So you see, like, all this armor plating on uh-huh. the bottom, top, and sides? Oh, sure. We're just going to take that off. Oh! Going to make the shuttle about 50% lighter. I mean, that, that'll that be great for speed, but if the thing hits me at all, that means... Well, to be perfectly honest there, show, the thing hits you at all with all the armor... I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Sure. Let's let's get to it then. All right. So we take off all the armor plating on the shuttle. There's now some very nice viewports on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go ahead and take it out for a test run. It seems to be going very, very fast, which I like a lot. It <laughs> is very speedy. So the current plan, as I, as I see, looking at the scrap... Is to use the shuttle then. You're more comfortable with that than Hasha. I think it's a little bit more maneuverable, Captain. It would be pretty helpful for getting around these trees. Excellent. Um, Major Tudge. Oh, yes, Captain. I present you with two options. Actually, and I look at the size of you, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will have you in the engine room of the primary ship. Uh, Chief Armstrong, you have the helm of the primary ship. All right. The two of you are there for backup. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Hasha, yes, Lieutenant sir. Hasha, I will uh, accompany you in the shuttle should uh, should it need any repairs along the way. Oh, all right, Captain Hunky Dory, sounds good. If Hasha and I run into any trouble, the two of you in the primary ship in the Pixis are uh, we gonna shoot it to death with the big gun? I would prefer if we avoided using. The energy cannon. Well, if it looks like you're gonna die, I'ma shoot it with the big gun. If it looks like we're going to die, I will tell you to shoot the big gun. (laughs) And then you shoot the big gun. Are we understood? Sounds good to me. Excellent. Then, let's uh, get to our positions. Uh, I've informed the, the research team by now that, like, this is what we're doing. We're, like, getting them... A sample. <laughs> that's what I called it. We're going to get you a sample. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Uh, I hope you, I mean, one of you is going to stay here in case, and so we can fly away. A, a whole team of Marines will stay to protect you. A specimen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got yeah, Greg. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, we're going to be here. Yeah, you got Tim and Wendell and Sheila and Wanda. They'll keep you safe. <laughs> Excellent. I look forward to having more to research. These, oh, these vines are pesky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, careful about those. Apparently carnivorous. Keep in mind. Yes. Uh, Angelica already found that out. Why are we here? <laughs> it's fascinating. Learning. Let's get on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to scan for the, the the beast so I can fly to it and be bait. Sure. Here we go, you guys. Get ready. All right. I'm in position by the uh, the 
maintenance panel in the back of this stripped shuttle. <laughs> oh, good, Captain. You do that. Uh, that is a seven. Oh, good. Uh, so that is a partial success. Cool. Uh, which means that it is where you want it to be. Uh, but there's a surprise. What's the surprising part? It's right underneath us. It's what? right. It's right there. I don't have to fly to it. It's just it's, it shows right up there. as we're revving the engine. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> All right, Captain. Hold on. I take <laughs> off. Do you see it, Captain? What is that? Yeah. What do What do we see chasing us? Sure. So uh, even though it sounds like a dinosaur, it's not really a dinosaur. It is a white and blue furry six legged thing. It's got like two really big haunches um, and then it's got uh, like crab leg arms and on the end are like uh, four prong, three prong pincers like the the like claw machine. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then it's got like these weird bulbs uh, right below all the pincers. Um, and there looks to be like a fluid in there that's a bright, bright uh, teal color. And uh, some other stuff floating in there as well. And uh, it's also got um, not ears per se, but it's got like sort of like... Like a papillon's ears, <laughs> uh, but they like meet in the middle, so it's kind of like a halo of like hair and fur. And its mouth basically splits its skull in half, and it's got all kinds of sharp teeth. And it's about seven stories tall. That's an ugly bugger. Yes, fly faster, please. Oh. Um, Major Tudge. Oh, yes, Captain. I believe you have a process for uh, for putting more power into the engines. What is that process? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's simple. You just have to deionize all of the fusion couplers. Now the couplers. Let me tell you about the couplers. <laughs> Don't tell me about the couplers. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Do you see the red wire? Yes. All right. Unplug where it is and put it in this port. I'm going to send you a picture of it. <laughs> All right, I have the picture. All right. I do that to try and boost the speed of this already speedy shuttle since this thing is right the fuck on top of us. Sure. Um, let's face adversity. I'll get involved. Yeah. Sweet. I got a 10. I don't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you will, uh, there's a lar like a boost, like a to the shuttle, and uh, you can use that plus one to your piloting as you roll piloting to try and not get eaten. Cool. Awesome. Here we go. So plus four. Yeah. All together is 11. Yeah. You do you. Do you. How, what, what, how do you do it? Um, so part of my path has uh, like a little zigzag thing in between, in between the trees, and so like it's right behind us like jumping on its haunches and it makes a swipe for us but that's like just as I make the first left turn into the thing so like it swipes the tree and that slows it down because it's like wait where the fuck did we go <laughs> okay and so now I'm right in the middle of that little zigzag portion as it's chasing us still probably like another minute out from the trap uh, circling around uh, how's it looking Cam is it getting any closer 
Uh, it's it's close, but it's not getting closer. I don't think. Just keep it up. Uh, you got it. You got it, Captain. And I uh, do another swipe. Um, there's some like inter interwoven branches that are are within the path, so I have to dive into there into the stark little like tree cave sort of thing. Um, and I'm not flying blind because the the shuttle has headlights, but it is like quick reactions that I'm working on. Sure. Uh, through the little tunnel thing that's like uh it's getting a little rough captain uh, how's our engine doing um how is the engine doing great it's not making any noises you wouldn't expect <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 acting like an engine should be acting i think <laughs> <laughs> good good i hope you have a pretty good sense of what that is because uh what do you think <laughs> what do you think touch i patched uh, touch yeah, in yeah yeah poop let me listen to her <laughs> <laughs> Try to put my calm as close to the engine as possible. How's the bird doing, Judge? Uh, can I assess it? Uh, you know that these are not good sounds. <laughs> the shuttle is being pushed to its limit. Hey, uh, Steve. I, this might be a little late for this. I didn't really consider it until now. Do you have anything that could, I don't know, subdue a large monster like a drug or a... Pressure point that you know about. <laughs> well, Tudge, uh, there's a lot of reasons that the second thing you said is real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a bit of Captain Dorvin's night night gas. <laughs> I mean, I never was much for biology, but I know a, a battle raging Nyloth takes quite a bit to put down. Probably not enough to put down a seven-story monster from under the ground, though. We could find out. It's something I'd be interested in testing. <laughs> uh, do you know if these old missile bays work at all? They've fallen into disuse, but, you know, I still remember how they work. Okay. Uh, well, just as a contingency plan, I want to I wanna try and put together a makeshift missile with the night-night gas <laughs> and the missile bay. Sure. That... I could fire in a pinch. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so at this point in the chase, uh, I will kick on the cloak and move the ship into position to potentially fire upon the creature when it hits the trap, should it be necessary. <laughs> cool. You do. Hey, everyone, we're invisible. Isn't that cool? <laughs> All right. I, I think it's cool. <laughs> uh, so you can go ahead and roll a, a patch up. Yay. Uh, I'm going to get involved with my knowledge of human military vessels. Oh, finally, a 12. Uh, well, it's an 8, so that is still very good on your end. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can turn it into, like, a super success. At a cost. At a cost. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe you're out of night-night gas now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll be fun. So, uh... uh I'll figure out how to uh, pack more night night gas into the warhead. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, cool. And whenever I patch up, uh, I have the ability to upgrade. Patch up adds an upgrade to a weapon or vehicle, briefly increasing its class by one. Let's apply that to this missile bay. <laughs> I believe that piece of tech has just been improved. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what are you upgrading it to or um, with? <laughs> Chemical sounded right. Penetrating. <laughs> well, I don't want to kill it. Yeah. Well, it's seven stories tall, Tudge. <laughs> I'd like to get the chemical into its bloodstream if possible. 
penetrating it is. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of this while we're underway with the plan, you guys. Very yeah. helpful. All right, we're You're ready. welcome. Uh, we're going to have to talk about this use of toxin. It <laughs> 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 has, has a very specific need, but it's fine right now. It's hard to talk when I'm... Uh, oh, 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 okay, we're Jeez. good. We're okay. We're okay. Are you all right. Jeez, <laughs> oh, we should have turned up the gravity so we're not flying all over the place. Right. Very helpful. <laughs> oh well. So, uh, so you guys did mark down that you improved a piece of equipment. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so you're actually doing so well that you're starting to lose it. <laughs> okay. It's getting Cam. a bit far behind. I I believe I understand what Santa said about its uh its tendency to give up on difficult prey. Okay, I can I can slow down for sure, Captain. Just give me one second, and I come to a f- like full and complete stop for like a total <laughs> for like an instant. Well, slow down. This is stopped. <laughs> oh, sorry, Captain. Here we go, and I kick it back into your gear again. Sure. How's it looking? <laughs> I'm assuming it's right on it. It's like super close. <laughs> it nearly missed us with its last its last bite. <laughs> Man, I can almost smell it. Ugh, it does not smell very good. Uh, yeah, so um, if you want to, you get to the point where you are supposed to go straight up. <laughs> All right, turn Cap- sideways now because we don't have bait anymore. Oh, right. Turn <laughs> right, sideways. Right, right. So we're turning sideways. So you're going to have right, to Captain. roll adversity for that. You're going to have to do a quick turn, Captain. Hope, yeah, hope you're holding on to something. I'm buckled in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's 14. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do a total barrel roll, and it looks <laughs> kick-ass. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, that was a full and complete spin, Captain. How's it looking back there? Did he fall into the trap? Let's hit it, guys. Okay. I, I hit the detonator. Okay. That's right. Yes, they are staggered. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, I think that was only 11. <laughs> well, the one fuse. Oh, that was that was only eleven. Hang on, it was the one fuse that was tied all the way. I need you, Tudge. Uh, I need everyone to roll a get involved, except for Tudge. Okay. Uh, I do. I do wish there was Edge. <laughs> with uh, with what set? Uh, Steve, you helped with expertise. Um, Captain, you helped with. Metal, because you built stuff. Should be the other way around. Or uh, yeah, do it the other way around. Okay. Yours expertise, mine is metal. Okay. And then you, uh, Asha. Metal is piloting, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess it would be metal. Some metal. All right. How many failures? I failed. Uh, Armstrong got a full success on a ten. Hey, I got a full success too on a ten. Okay. Uh, and Way to t- pull your weight, Captain. <laughs> uh, so it's been a long time since shop. <laughs> Tudge, you are going to roll a launch assault with um, expertise. Five. <laughs> okay. So, ye- uh, Steve, you got a full success. Full success. So you can choose to turn a failure into a partial I do so. <laughs> okay. And then Hasha, you can choose to turn a partial into a complete or failure. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, Hasha? I'm going to go with complete. <laughs> okay. You win this encounter. Explain the blow by blow, Tudge. Okay. So 
here's how it happened. Like flashback to me explaining how this is going to happen. <laughs> so here's how it happens. We lure the Zaxos into the clearing. Then I've got staggered detonators that are going to one by one drop individual trees. And they've got little built-in little thorns on them that are going to dig into it and keep it in place. And uh, so one by one, they're going to fall down and lock it in place. Then the the metal stakes and the bands on my devices here are going to dig into the ground. So as the trees fall down, they're going to be locked down. And, uh, and then ideally, it'll form a large uh, natural cage for the beast to reside in and ideally have... Uh, do research upon that is exactly what happened <laughs> and uh uh this should ideally be a long-standing structure if we uh i just need you to uh do a do a loop around and if you have any spare wire on that uh shuttle uh just just basically bi- bind those trees together at the tops Sure, touch. <laughs> so I spool the wire down, <laughs> and I uh, basically like turn it so that as it's, as we're letting it go, I'm just like basically using that as a total circle around the cage, gets it nice and bound and tight and cagey. Releasing cable. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. Wait, where are you guys? Uh, you want me to sedate this sucker, or you think the cage is good enough? Uh, how's it looking? Very angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Well, we put a lot of sedative in there. But if the scientists are going to need to get close, yes. So I'm going to send a message over to the research team. <laughs> be like, specimen acquired, sedating it now. <laughs> I'm going to send you coordinates. Missile away. <laughs> yeah, so you should open fire with a plus one because you are firing with the ship. That is an 11. So you succeed. All right. So uh, Hasha says, where are you guys anyways? And the ship decloaks <laughs> <laughs> more or less like in great position right above the thing. The, uh, the missile uh, tube sort of tilts down and <laughs> fires down. The warhead hits the thing like in a non-vital but meaty looking part, like mm. right in the haunch. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> digs in and there's like a brief purple cloud around it as Dorvin's night-night gas is uh, <laughs> released into its bloodstream. <laughs> Several dozen doses of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, then it just sort of falls asleep. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to send a message to the research team. We've got a specimen in custody. Uh, we've heard some uh, very interesting stories. Apparently, it's unique. It reincarnates if killed, and there's only one, and it is the apex predator of this planet. You might want to take a look. It's uh, going to be asleep for a while, it looks like. <laughs> yes, yeah, send us the coordinates, please. <laughs> Beep boop. Thank you. <laughs> Hasha is ready to dock the shuttle back into the ship, and so I hail Armstrong and say, all right, Captain, get ready for us to come in. Uh, I think I might go back and land in the clearing. I never was great at the whole, uh, (laughs) you know, just hold it still and let someone else land while we're flying. (laughs) Like I said, drunk during pilot school. Fair enough, Steve. What what was that, All right, Armstrong out. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I take it back, and I land in the original clearing. So, and then you can dock the shuttle as you wish. Shuttle is docked. 
And uh, the team, your team, uh, once the scientists started to uh, make their way, took flamethrowers to quite a bit of the uh, forest floor, Um, you know, prudently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To burn away evil plants. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so you guys have trapped the apex predator. predator. You didn't have any other uh, cosy die. Um, Your science team is now on mission and set up for success. Your shuttle and ship have been somewhat harvested for (laughs) supplies. Uh, What do you do now? Uh, Where's Mabel in all this? Right here. All right. uh, Mabel? (laughs) Yeah? Did a hell of a job out there. Thanks. Uh, You want to go, like, to the lounge? Get a drink? (laughs) I just climbed a giant tree and then took down a giant monster. And that's the first time I've flown a ship in like a year and a half. Yeah, let's let's go. I'll tell you all about how you didn't have to use that poison because you could use mine. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Like Touch is like not even trying to conceal his elation. (laughs) Now, would you say that a relationship has changed drastically? Not until you kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is up to you, Steve. I think maybe knowing the person has a name and quickly becoming good friends is pretty drastic. <laughs> kiss! <laughs> Touch! Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, my inner monologue came out. <laughs> so you you always have the most marks on the drinking wall. Yeah. That's because I drink the most, Mabel. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys hang out. Uh, I'm going to contact Center, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give him uh, basically the release. Like it's like it's locked, and you like have to like put a key in and like turn a key and release it and confirm the release to do it. But basically, this will release the Zaxos, and it's like I'm giving this to you. This is for the president. Uh, if you know. We've upset the natural balance in any way. I'd like you to be able to return things to their, you know, business as usual kind of state. But you don't have to. Uh, I don't think you guys have to fear the Zaxos for a while if you don't want to. You don't hear anything on the radio. Hello? Center? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Who's this? I'm, I'm sorry. It <laughs> sounds like there's someone breathing. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I think you broke Uncle Center. What? What happened? I, I don't know. He's not moving. Do you? This is cool. Do you know you push the button and, and then it turns back on? And he's, and so sometimes they can hear you. Like, Where are you? Sometimes they can't. At my house. And is Center there? Yeah. Well, when, when did he show up? What's wrong with him? Oh. <laughs> a while. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, I'm going to go to the, to Doravin. Oh, uh, Captain, uh, an adorable little cozy Lungoa just answered Center's calm and said he's not moving, but he's at his house, her house. Did you get a name of the uh, Kozunun Goa? Uh, no, I, I asked for a name, and, and 
And she just went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Captain, we can just lock on to the coordinates of the transmitter, can't we? Uh, we might be able to, but give me one moment. Uh, Iota. Yes, Captain. Could you patch me into the president of uh, Gallant, please? Of course, Captain. Hello? <laughs> Hello, this is Captain Dorvin of the GBC. Uh, is <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, were you just speaking to one of my comrades? Uh, is Senna there with you? Yeah, he's broken. Right. Um, may I speak to your mother? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he- hello? 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 Hello. Um, I, I, this is Captain Dorvin of the GVC. I'm to understand Senna is there. Your child said that he was broken? Oh, he does that when he's in shock. He'll be, he'll be fine. It's usually just a self-preservation thing that we have where, like, if we're overwhelmed with positive feelings, that that's a bad thing and we should just stop. Um, so, uh... <laughs> he'll, he'll, be, he'll be fine in a little while. P- positive feelings? What? Um, thank you very much, uh, President. Is there something I should know? Um... I'll contact you in a moment. I need to get a field report from my officers, and I'll have I'll have a report for you momentarily. Oh, thank thank you. And I cancel that comps. Major Tudge, what did you call Senna about? Uh, I wanted to give him the release for the Zaxos, just in case you know they needed to release the Zaxos for some reason. I don't know. There could be possible ecological ramifications. Yes, that had occurred to me. It's a good thought. Um. I'm to understand it was, he went into a state of shock because of an overwhelming amount of positive feelings. Positive? Oh. Oh my god. Okay. That's good. He's happy. I thought, I thought he died. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently it's just uh, a defense mechanism that the Kozalundagoa have. A defense mechanism against happiness? Apparently, yes. May I see how that, uh, how that release works? How sad. The release, please, Mr. Tudge. Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> um, is it, what is it? Is it just like a, like... Uh, so it's, it like it's a, a remote it's with a, remote. a key uh, and like, like a, a switch and a button. Okay. So you have to turn the key, press the button, throw the switch, so remove this, the key. This physically needs to be taken to the president. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Um... Chief Armstrong, you and I will have to have a word soon. What's that? Didn't hear you, Captain. <laughs> I assume everything's fine. Armstrong out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I call the president back up. Hello? Hello. It's, it's Captain Dorvin of the GBC. Go over <laughs> <laughs> answering my... Hello. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. This is Captain Dorvin of the GVC. Um, we have... Captured my, my crew and I have captured uh, the Zaxos. Um, our science team is taking a look at it to see what we can learn from it. Um, I have here in my hand a device that will allow you to release the Zaxos should you decide that it is necessary to the natural balance of your planet. <laughs> is, is the thing happening? Um, she seems to be able to, to fight it off. <laughs> oh. 
okay, um, that's amazing. That's very, that's good. That's good. That's just good. It's, there's still lots to worry about. There's still lots to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just try to focus on the, the possible deconstruction of your natural order. Yes. Yes. yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. No. Oh, <laughs> potentially horrible. Oh this is God. perfect. <laughs> this species literally needs to be given something to worry about, and you are just the man for the job. <laughs> um, I, uh, I believe this device is best in your hands. Um, do you have a recommendation for the best way to get it to you? Um, is Ralph still with you? Yeah, me and Ralph are having a drink. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yes, Ralph is aboard my vessel. Oh, oh, good. Um, just give it to uh, Ralph or one of his kids, or just send them all over. We haven't had a barbecue in a while. <laughs> that's what that's called when you eat together? It's one of the ways, yes. Yeah, that's a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Just um, send it over with, uh, with uh, Ralph and, and his progeny. Ralph, you get to meet the president. Isn't that cool? Why would I want to talk to my sister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Your sister's the president? Yeah. That's sweet. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I entered the, uh, the luxury <laughs> uh, suite, and I, I approach Ralph. Hey. Hello. Uh, this is to be given to your uh, president post-haste. What's she need it for? I feel like I shouldn't tell you. Ralph, just just do the thing, all right, Ralph? We're good friends here. Just do the thing. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> all right, Ralph. My man. Ralph takes it. Uh, Come on, kids. Is it... Oh, wait. Date the uh, Mabel's still in the bar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. With the, but he's handsome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put it. I put an arm on uh, on Steve's shoulder, and I go, Commander Master Chief. What's up, Captain? You were given that toxin because you were believed to be responsible with that toxin. Captain, you're a good guy, but if you think that's the only way to take out a battle rage and nylon, <laughs> that's funny. My grip tightens just slightly. Let's hope we don't have to see. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. It probably won't come up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumpley.com.